Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. Boston Sports Syndicate. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place so you baby face it. And now here's your host, Michael Travers. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Michael Travers bringing you another episode and with me I have Bill Travers. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Once again, we are live on Twitch, so thank you to everybody who has tuned in at the at twitch.tv slash the syndicate network. Uh, before we get into the uh, actual uh, episode, do you have any quick thoughts to lead us off? Yeah, you, you ever, uh, now that the Red Sox are down in uh, spring tw- training, twaining, twaining, spring twaining, that's in the ch- my junk wall. Um, <laughs> Sound like the guy from Big Bang Theory. Do you get sucked in by the tweets that the sports writers put out of guys just like, Throwing on the side on the field, I go through my through my timeline and I come. Ooh, guys are throwing, and it's like nothing. It's like the most boring thing. But we got baseball again. So do you mean? Do you I'm mean, psyched. Do you mean like when Gordon Hayward was going through his rehab and it was him doing basketball things? It, it's worse than that. It's just guys <laughs> playing catch. It could be anybody put on a Red Sox uniform because they're like a million miles away. You can't even really make out who it is. Well, didn't uh, was it Chris Sale's son? Threw off of the threw off of the yeah he was, he was taking uh, I don't know fielding practice but but the, I guess that just proves the point where it's like there's just there's isn't there's there's a lot of people there too like there's people you don't even know who they are oh and, yeah and like there's there's a million people there guys with like triple digit uniform numbers <laughs> and and the question marks the uh, the beat writers don't exactly get like up close and personal so yeah. it's like from their phone from their crappy quality from, from the parking lot yeah so that, yeah yeah that's good. Um, <laughs> uh, my quick thought is it's actually a semi semi announcement for uh, for the syndicate. We have um, been accepted and approved for an ambassadorship with SeatGeek, nice. which we've had before. Um, but this is a whole new thing that we're doing with the syndicate. So if you can now save twenty dollars off of your first purchase that you um, order from SeatGeek if you use code BSS. And that'll save you $20 off of your uh, first order. Um, it can only be used once, but there's nothing saying that you can't use other emails and use it again, because that's how they track it. We're not recommending that. I'm not saying... But we're not saying you can't do that. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what you should right. do, but if that's what that happened... could be illegal. I don't think it is. We don't know. <laughs> but if... We're not saying to do it. <laughs> but the if opinions had... expressed by Michael do not reflect those of the Boston Sports Syndicate. <laughs> But if or you, its affiliates. If you happen to have multiple emails and you you know forget and you you know you've got your password and you need to get a new email, then BSS is the code to use. Like it for that. Nice. So where do you want to start today? Why don't we start with the Red Sox? We can do that. Uh, the Red Sox down in spring training. Is there anything that you're that you're watching that you're uh, excited for or or what is what is your main focus? What who anything like that? What is your focus down for spring training? Well, it's basically the same team coming back that won the World Series last year. There's not a lot of changes other than the back end of the bullpen. So that's primarily what is going to be figured out this spring is who's going to pitch the eighth, who's going to be the closer. I have quite a few thoughts on that, but I'm going to tease an article that I'm going to have coming out shortly on the website with my thoughts on it and how I think they're going to handle it. So that should be coming out early next week. 
I isn't that kind of the same question we had last year though minus closer because because the, the closer role was obviously yeah. shared who, up. Who last was going to be the eighth? Who's going to pitch the eighth? I right. mean, it, it, it almost seems like it's no longer the closer eighth. It's more like the seventh and eighth. Right. But that was also a question, not even through spring training last year. It was it was pretty much all season oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Who's going to pitch the seventh? And they had to end up using starters in the in the playoffs. And they've gotten worse. Well, my my article is not going to focus so much on who, but how they're going to figure it out. Interesting. I'm curious. I, I want to talk about it now, but I will. Uh, I'll wait, and I'll just read the article and talk about it at a, a on a future podcast. Sounds I guess. good. So um, some of the other things, obviously, the catcher situation. Uh, Dombrowski has said they're not going to carry three catchers again this year, and uh, reportedly they're actively shopping all three. So we'll see what they can get. Supposedly they're looking for starting pitching, which is interesting because I think they go at least six deep, solid with the starting pitching. I'm including Brian Johnson in that, who is a, you know, for a six starter, can can throw you some innings, I guess. There's so, supposedly some guy that was in Pawtucket last year that they that they had high hopes on. I saw Maddie, uh, Maddie D sent out a retweet about the guy. I can't remember what his Darwinian name is. Darwinian Hernanza, Hernandez? I don't, honestly. Something don't like that. They, they just seem to be, they seem to be good at starting pitching. So, like, I say good at starting pitching, like, like they have, they have depth, they have guys. Why you can never looking, have enough. You can never, never have enough, especially with sales, uh, injury history, and, and the guys threw a lot of innings last year all through the playoffs, especially pitching out of the bullpen. So I think in the beginning of the season, they're, they're going to be uh, giving these guys extended breaks. Cora's already said that they're going to do a six-man rotation the first time through to start the season. They start in Seattle. Then I think they might go to Oakland before they come home, and, he, and he's already said that they're going to go six pitchers deep. In the starting rotation, so I hate that. I hate it. If it's going to keep you fresh for the whole season, why not? Because and and if you have the quality pitchers, I mean, look at most of baseball. Most teams or a lot of teams, one quality pitcher, and then they're pitching bullpen pitchers as starters, openers, and and you you can go six deep. That is a luxury, and probably yeah, why suppose. they won the World Series last year and 108 games. So by the way, I suppose. Um, but St- they even have Stephen Wright, which you forget about because he's been hurt. And they, he, they said he's going to come out of the bullpen. And he, yeah. But he could be. He could be. A, he could be a swing starter. guy. Yeah. So that's why I'm not too sure why they have this hole in the back of their bullpen, but yet they're shopping these catchers for starting pitching. Yeah. It almost no, seems like I, there's there's other holes that they have right. on this team. Uh, second base, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But right. you know that 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 could be a hole. I, I, I mean, third base. See, I don't think third base is a hole. Well, I, I think Devers. Devers, think, he's on my list of, of things I'm looking at this spring. Uh, I'm looking for him to have a bust out season this year, and I'm and I'm hoping he does. He's still 21, 22, um, and mainly I'm looking for him to improve defensively. He showed a lot of flashes last year, but he also had a lot of occasions where he fell asleep, wasn't constant, whatever, threw a ball away. So he's got the talent. He's just got to focus and be a professional. And come and bring it every day. See, I think for for me, I'm I'm watching the bullpen, like like is what you said at the beginning, watching the bullpen, and I I still can't wrap my head around them shopping the catchers. I get they're shopping the catchers. I understand why they're doing it. They're not going to carry all three of them. That's fine. But not starting pitching, like you have you have the you have other holes, and that bullpen. Even though you just won the World Series, kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, let, let's face it, they got lucky last year. They got very, very in the playoffs. Lucky. And I'm not saying, you know, 
I'm not saying it was like total. I mean, lucky is a bad word for it. The guys just put it all together at the same time. No, what no, you no, saw through lucky. the year, I mean, that's all we were talking about. They got lucky. Well, because... I mean, they didn't get lucky like, you know, a ball bouncing the right way, that type of lucky. You know, they, it was just fortunate that those guys all put it together when they did yeah. in the postseason. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they found yeah. their game going into the postseason. And that they had the luxury where the games are spaced out enough and you and you can, can use, use your starters. starters. Right. Like, that was also a luxury. You don't get that luxury during the regular season. But, I mean, it's not like the, the postseason is going to change. Like, the, right. that format's still going to be there, and they can do it again should they get there, if they get there. But that's months and months and a, a hundred and some odd games away. Well, maybe but, they're with where they're looking for a starter. Maybe they want to take somebody like an Erod and put him in the bullpen. I don't love that either. I don't love that I, he's either. Got the, he's I just, got the stuff, but, you know, I, I they did a, a thing on him on Nesson on, uh, on the Red Sox uh, spring training shows that they've been doing. And... They, they were talking about how he pitched in Game 5 to clinch the World Series. How well he threw through most of that game. And it reminded me of John Lester when he was a young pitcher and he started the final game of the World Series against Colorado when they won in 07. I don't know. And it kind of made that, well, it, he was a young pitcher at the time. He was an up-and-comer. Okay, so he's young and he's left-handed. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he brought it in the big game. He showed he could... Pitch. Now, granted, they were way ahead in the series. It wasn't like it was the seventh game, you know. Same thing with Lester, then. But it was it was a similar scenario, you know. A guy, a young guy, left-handed pitcher, had the talent. Maybe this is a breakout year for him. Following that. Yeah, I mean, you hope it. If nothing else, it'll help his confidence. Hopefully. Sure. And right. and I mean that's. What is the Yogi Bear thing? Half the game is ninety or ninety percent of the ninety percent of the game is half mental. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. We I can mean, do a whole he, show on Yogi. If, if he has, if he has the confidence, then that's that's a good step. That's a step in the right direction. But I don't think I would ever put Erod in the same conversation as not, John Lester. Not yet, but they were at a similar stage in their careers. I guess. Um, let's talk about let's talk about second base. Dustin Pedroia thinks now he's going to play every day, and the team Dombrowski said that he's going to be a hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty-five game guy this year. I heard that, and I almost. Drove my car off the road. There is no way he's going to come back and play 125 games this year. No. There's no way. No, not even if you count spring training games. <laughs> There's absolutely no... He was supposed to be fully healthy last year. Do you remember that? After May. He was supposed, he was supposed to come to... back late May and be, and be fully healthy. And be balls to the wall and not miss any... And, yeah. and I, I, I say not miss any games, but right, not go back on the DL, not, you know, not even need maintenance days. Right. That's what we were being told last year, that he's going to miss a little bit of time so that he could be full go for the rest of the season. Play three games and that was it. There's no... Why are they being delusional? There's no... I don't Oh, I don't play. think the Red Sox are. Maybe Pedroia's Don, being a little Dombrowski delusional. Dombrowski said it. No, I... He did. I don't think he believed it when I he heard said the, it. I heard the quote. It wasn't even like I read the quote. I actually physically heard him say, yeah, we're looking for, we're looking for Dustin to be a 120 to 125 game guy this year. He might be hoping. I, I don't think I don't think Coral let that happen, especially no, no, especially they, they, with they, the veterans that you have. I know you love Brock Holt; he's going to be there. And then you're going to have Nunez. I I hate Brock Holt. Oh, you do? But I, but I might be at the point where I would rather see a healthy Brock Holt over the corpse of Dustin Pedroia. Well, there's no telling if Pedroia is going to be a corpse. We will see. <sighs> 
a guy that size, a guy that plays the game the way he does. Well, he's a slap hitter. It's not like he's a power hitter. It's not like he's been a speed honestly, guy. Honestly, I, I, I don't care about I don't care about his speed. I don't care about his hitting. To be honest, what I care most about is his range. Is, is his defense? Does he still have the range at second base? Because he's an unbelievable right defender. Will save you runs. He's not gonna he, just the way that he plays defense. If he has yeah. two bad knees. He's not going to be able to do. Right, he can't Any die for a ball that's already halfway out into right field. Right, and it's not like he's you know six foot five, and they could shift him to first base and have him play first base because he's a power hitter. Right, like he just he's not he's not going to see any time. Like, and if if he and I could be wrong, I've been wrong before, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see how a guy that was supposed to be healthy all last year has this surgery that people know nothing about or not too much about. Well, it was unprecedented for baseball players. And. And Stephen Wright had the same surgery. Yeah, how'd that work and out? And he had to have it again at the end of the year. Yeah, how'd that work out? Not very well. So, Pedroia's what, 30, 35, 36? 36. 36. I think he still has eight years left on his contract. <laughs> That's not that many. I think it's four. No, but but, but it's still a lot. They st- I mean, they're going to pay him a lot of money over the next few years. Yeah, to do and, nothing. And they're going to get little production out of him. To do absolutely nothing. And but they won a World Series without him last year. That's what's crazy is that he's he was such a big he's such a big piece of the team, defensively, and he was even your number two hitter. So I, your number two hitter is kind of important, I would say, in your lineup. Cora mentioned he expects him to lead off first game. He's not going to lead off. He, Which I thought Benatendi was going to lead. If off. he leads off, why would he lead off? Rem- remember, him and Cora were buddies. Back Ooh, in Cora's where, playing, what were they the the second base shortstop combo there? Yeah, no, or no, they, Cora, they Cora was his backup. They played, they yeah, they played. Second, yeah. They both played second base. There's no way he's gonna he's gonna play that many games, and there's no way he's gonna lead off. How do you with his with his bum knees leading? He couldn't run anyway. Mookie Best wants to back second to have more opportunities to drive in runs. Yeah, having Pedroia will be running up his back. Having Pedroia hit in front of you isn't gonna help. Right. Pedroia's gonna bat. Pedroia should bat like seven. Yeah, that's what six he is or, now. Six or seven. That's what he and and that's a good lineup, even with him batting seventh. Yeah, but he's just he's not that guy. He's never gonna be that guy. He's never gonna kills. be. But it's the Brady analogy. He's never gonna be what he was. Can it's he not. still be a good productive player? I don't think he can. I think he can I in a limited role. So he's a bench player. So he's no, not a bench player. No, not well, a bench player, but in a limited role. I don't know. It would in, in, in a with a lot of So instead of starting a, a team six days have... a week, he starts five days a week. Maybe some weeks he starts four. Yeah, but maybe you give him days off against a tough righty. That's when Brock Holt plays. There you go. But you have Brock Holt and you have Eduardo Nunez. Yep. Nunez is your backup at third. Both of those guys are gonna give you more at the plate and are you saying Brock Holt is gonna give you more at the plate? You're giving some Credit to Brock Holt. Then, then what? Am I hearing this correctly? Yes. Then what? Then what? Pedroia could potentially bring. Well, you need to see Pedroia in do. spring training. Of course. So let's see, let's not bury see, the guy before we even see. I don't see put him a whole lot of stock. I don't put a whole lot of stock into spring training, because. But if, if he can get through it, game seriously. if he can get through it healthy. Yeah, that's half the battle. And he's going to play them hard. Of the game is half percent. Fifty. Ninety percent of the game is half mental. Wow. I just he's going to play the game hard because that's the way he plays the game. So if he can get through spring training and he's still healthy coming out of it, then maybe you can get 100, 120 games out of him. I don't buy it. I really, really well, don't buy it. We'll see. And I feel like I'm going to be right on this one. Uh, who else, what do you, let's talk about David Price. Sure. Changes his number. Mm-hmm. 
and he had to be a dick about it. When yeah, he what, asked him. yeah, that's that's what I don't understand. Yeah, so and now you're a price guy. I am a price guy. So apparently, he won everybody's hearts last year with his performance in the postseason. He always had my heart. He always had yours, but I'm all that mattered to me. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate that. your mother and I appreciate that, <laughs> and your brother. Yeah. So. Oh. So when they ask him about changing his number, he's got to be a dick and say, yeah, but I didn't tell you. I'm not going to tell you why. I'll let you guys figure it out. Why does he have to be that way? Why so smug? You know, I don't remember who said it, but someone said, like, they weren't even mad. It might have been, uh, been Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy asked him the question. Then it wasn't Shaughnessy. Maybe it was Chris Gasper. I don't know. Somebody who has more credit than me said, um, said you know, I just don't think he's good at humor. Like, I, I, I oh, he that, isn't. Definitely. I think that he's trying to be funny. Yeah, and he's not I, good at humor. I think I've said that on past podcasts. And maybe in a, in, a, in, in this situation, pod, I'm not talking about life. In, in 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 this situation, I'm not talking about you because I just heard it this week. But well, it they got, stole it from me. It got me to yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it got me to thinking. Thanks, James. <laughs> it got me to thinking. Who's another guy that isn't really good at humor, but yet people love him? Who? Love him. Who? He's sitting over at the end of that table over there. Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy. Horrible at humor. Horrible. But he's the GOAT yeah. guy. That's, that, I mean... He's Tom Brady. I mean, but when David Price does it, he gets he gets crucified. He gets assassinated because he's just not... He's trying to, he's trying for humor and he's not being funny. But when Tom does it, it's okay. And he's not funny. But it, it's just, you know, he just doesn't... He's just not... He's just not... Well, I've said this before. I've written it before. David, please... If you're listening, just shut up and pitch. That's all we need you to do. Just pitch. Yeah, and if he does that, he's fine. And I, I mean, I actually don't mind when he when he speaks because it gives us something to talk about. But he gave the cryptic message as to why um, as to why he as to why he changed his number. The real reason why he changed his number is his kid's name is Xavier. Right. Which starts with an X, which is a Roman numeral for 10. Right. So lame. Oh, whatever. That's so, so lame. Whatever. Now, do you think they're going to retire Fred, Lin Fred Linz? No. 24? No, it was Dwight Evans. Dwight 24. Evans. I'm sorry. Dwight <laughs> Evans. Before my time. I, 24 to me is Manny Ramirez. So yeah. Before my time. Do you think that, do you think they're going to retire it? We'll see if they give it to anybody else in the interim. Um, you know, Dwight Evans was, was a great player in his day. Probably the best right fielder I've ever seen. Who did I say it was? Fred Lynn. Oh, Fred okay. Lynn was the center fielder. Same era. Same era. Lynn was the center fielder. Evans was the right fielder. Whatever. Uh, but no, they gave it to Manny. Other guys have had Well, they gave it to Price. You know, so we'll see. I mean, they have a criteria that you're supposed to be in the Hall of Fame for them to retire your number. They waive that with Johnny Pesky. Eh, we'll see. Did you hear what WEEI is doing yes. for the yes. radio approach yes. this season? Right. It was uh, Tim Neverett left for another uh, left for another job or for no. whatever reason. No, 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 no I'm no, saying no, no, I'm no. saying that created an opening. No, 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 no. For another broadcast. No, 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 no. They no. just didn't. They just didn't rehire him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, they no. didn't rehire him. I thought yeah. he left. No, no, no. Okay. You know, he was, either way, there, there was a job opening. I heard him last night calling. And they me. ignored my resume. <laughs> I heard him. I heard him last night calling UMass um, Amherst hockey team. Really? Which is what he does in the winter. He's he's done that before. Okay. Done that, but now UMass is like number two or three in the country, so right. they're actually on TV. Yeah. So he uh, he does that in the winter, but he always goes back and does the Red Sox. But they didn't they didn't resign him. 
So they went with a plethora of people. Yeah, I like it. It's like a I revolving actually like it. door. It's kind of like what they did with in the booth with Remy when he went out with his uh, right with his sickness. Right. And then they it just it just like you know they brought in Eck, they brought in Johnny Gomes, they brought in Ooh. Mike Timlin, Dave they Roberts. brought in uh, was it Eric Lowe, Dave Roberts. Yeah. When uh, before he was the manager right. of the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so. That's what they're going to do with the radio. It's going to be like Lou Merloni, um, uh, Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough. Who I, a, who I the, the guy loved that was, when he was the Red Sox play-by-play guy. He used to do Monday Night Football. After. 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 He, he was, was the also the lead guy. baseball announcer when CBS had the national contract. Many, many years ago. Back in the uh, early 2000s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Chris Berman yeah. is on that list. Berman really, um, he needs to hang it up. There's, there's a couple other people that I've never uh, even heard of on that list. Josh Lewin. Don't know who that is. Mario Impemba, whose name sounds familiar. I probably recognize his voice if I heard him. Um, Tom Caron's going to do some games. Dale Arnold. And Dave O'Brien, when the Red Sox are on national TV, I guess O'Brien's going to slide over and go back to the radio. Which, I think I'm okay with all of it, but I just don't understand some of these people. Like, with Chris Berman? Yeah. And I'm, I'm just afraid that they're, like, as much as I dislike Eckersley, he's entertaining. Yeah, the hair with the cheese and right, all that right, stuff. Right. Like it, it, it's enter- it's a little much for me personally, but it's entertaining. So, and when they had a couple of instances last year, they had Eckersley and Remy in the booth. Well, those Lou, were very entertaining. Well, games. Lou, Lou Merloni was in the booth for I know the playoff games this past year, and maybe on the radio. some during yeah some on the radio season game. Right. So I'm just hoping that baseball is hard enough to listen to on the. No offense to Castiglione. It's hard. It's very, 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 very hard to listen to baseball on the radio. And I just hope that they don't do this revolving door and then fall in love with the equivalent of Johnny Gomes because it's going to make it damn near impossible, hmm. impossible to listen to. Well, with the exception of Marloni, these guys are all pros. I mean, you know, you're Johnny Gomes. I like Sean McDonough. Derek Lowe's. Sean McDonough's one of the best. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, Derek Lowe, Johnny Gomes, guys like that, those were analysts. Mike Timlin. Timlin yeah. was another one. Yeah, My God, he was horrendous. Did you? I guess I wasn't. Huh. Weird. Um, I did when, say him. When the hosts aren't listening. I did say him. But uh, I, that's my only That's my only fear. Is that, you know, at first, when it was first reported to me, it was actually someone at work who told me that Sean McDonough is going. And I, and I thought, why Why would he come back to just do radio for, he's been on TV, he's been on ESPN. Hmm. Why would he come back and just, and then I actually read into it and saw that it was going to be a revolving door. And that's my only fear, I guess, is that it's going to turn into maybe like, like I don't think Chris Berman is going to be any good at calling a baseball game. No, Berman he wasn't be, even any good. He was, wasn't even a good call in the home run derby. Berman, Berman will be talking about Louis Tiant and you know guys like that. Berman, you ever watch the the two minute drills he does on ESPN on Sunday morning? Yeah. And now, doesn't he own ESPN? He's a part owner. Yeah. He's like, he's got a stake in it. Well, I know Disney owns ESPN. Right. Right. But, but he's he's got a a stake in in the ESPN itself. That has itself. to be the only reason why he keeps getting on TV and keeps but, getting these gigs is because he owns the company. I mean, if if the Dolphins are playing the Raiders on that particular day. He will go back and talk about a game back from the 70s. How is that relevant to today? It just drives me nuts. I don't know. I don't know. I did that that was my fear outside of that. I don't really have that big of, I don't really have that much of an issue with it. Um something that everybody else seems to have an issue with. Now that all the players are reporting, pitchers and catchers have reported, the teams haven't officially reported yet as of right now Saturday. The full night. teams haven't reported, right? But pitchers and catchers reported this past week and Obviously, everybody's getting asked about Kimbrel, about Machado, about Harper. 
and about collusion in baseball. Mm-hmm. Now, 86? 87, I believe. I wasn't even born yet. No, you weren't. But apparently there was actual collusion in baseball happening back then where people right. were not signing players for whatever reason. I don't really right. know the whole story. Nor do I really care about the whole story because that was over 30 years ago. But it's relevant to what's going on today because salaries had skyrocketed. And then you had a, a pack of guys, I think it was about 20 or 30 guys, that nobody signed. And once the season started, they were basically locked out. They couldn't come back until like May. And they all came back with their tails between their legs and took a lot less money than what they thought they were going to get. Sound familiar? Boo-hoo. Well, I mean, it's a heck of a lot more than I'm going to make this year. No, so, of course, of course, of course. What what they were expecting to make and what they actually made, I don't know what the difference. I don't know. What, I don't know the whole story because I don't really care. But well, if, if there were like up, letters and people were like, you know, don't sign this guy because they're asking for too much money. Like, okay, that's wrong. But I don't think that's what's happening. But what ended up happening back in the '80s was the players' union took baseball to court and won. Yeah, for I don't collusion. Think... They, baseball was found. The owners were found guilty. Of colluding to keep the salaries down. Yeah, I don't think that's what's happening here. At all. I I think it is to a certain extent. Now, it may not be collusion in the fact that they all got together in a room, you know, in a smoke-filled room and said, hey, let's do this. But I think they're trying to be fiscally responsible. And we talked about this on the last podcast when we had Matt on, that with all the analytics you have in baseball now, are they looking at the numbers and saying, okay, I've got this 10-year veteran that if I bring him in, the way it's structured, I've got to give him 15 to 20 million a year when I can get this guy up from the minor leagues and he can give me 75% of the production yeah. for a 20th of that sa- or, yeah. or less of that salary. That's not called collusion. That's, that's not collusion. That's smart. That's called fiscal management. That's called being right. intelligent. So that's, that's called... why I'm saying that's not collusion, but it's the same thing. They don't want to dole out the big money contract. Fine, but that's not that's not what collusion is. No. That's not collusion. What's happening in baseball is not collusion. What's happening in baseball is everybody's getting smarter when it comes to spending your money. Teams are not spending the money because they know that one player is not going to make the team. And the players and the teams that are set up to win, like the Red Sox and Yankees, don't have the money to spend on these guys. And you know who these players should be Wait a minute. At? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The I know Red Sox don't I, I, have the I, money to spend? The Red Sox don't want to spend that, All right, that kind of money better. because you're the one who says so you're the Red Sox. The payroll is so high on the Red Sox and the Yankees that they don't want to spend that extra right. money They're to bring close in to the that luxury, guy. Luxury and then teams tag. like, teams like, uh, give me a crap bag team. San, well, San Diego's meeting with Machado, but some crap bag team. Chicago White Sox. They're actually, I think, going to be kind of good this year. But and they're also <laughs> going after Machado. They're also going after Machado. I, I, give me just some just some crap bag Miami. team. Perfect. Perfect example. Miami get, gets rid of all their, their big contract guys and moves everybody out because they know that they can't compete and they don't want to spend the money. So they're not going to go out and sign these this big money free agents because they don't. that's not the structure that's fitting their team. That's what's happening in baseball. The other part of this, the people that... The, the the players that aren't being signed right now, and it's not even the Machados or Harpers, they're gonna get their money. The Adam Joneses, the Mike Mustakases, you know who they need to you know who who they need to blame? Who? Robinson Cano. Who signs a massive contract, Albert Pujols, signs a long contract, massive contract. Now this is now this is now becoming the new norm. 
the Canoes, the yep. Pujolses. All right, how old was Pujols when he signed that contract? He was already in his 30s. Right, right. Harper and Machado are 26. I understand. Robinson they Cano. They still have their prime in front Cano? of them. Cano when was probably signed. late 20s. Okay, 28, 26 29. is late 20s. But if you're 26, you still have your prime years ahead of you. But what I'm saying is they have now seen the value on these contracts where, yeah, sure, this guy might be worth it in years one through four at $30, $35 million. Like, Cano was probably worth it at that point. But now when you're in the last, Pujols was probably worth it at that point. But now when you're towards year seven, year eight, year nine, and you're still paying these guys $30, 35000000 million, and they're not giving you anywhere near the same production, they don't want to do that anymore. So you don't give 10-year contracts. But that's what, that's what they're looking for. So now you're back to the Colin Kaepernick argument where this is what, this is what he wants, but the teams don't want to give him that, and, and neither side is budging. That's not collusion. That is not collusion. That is just Kaepernick just won his lawsuit against the NFL. I know he did. I know. Well, they did. settled, which I think is they settled. Crap. But I won't get into I won't I won't get into the politics of football. But that's what's happening in baseball. It has nothing to do with collusion. So what you're saying is it is not a conscious effort by the owners as a group. No. To lock these players out. No. It's not even close. All right. No, I'll agree with that. Not even close. I'll agree with that. Anything else on baseball you want to talk about? Uh, one other thing um, I'm looking at this spring is the pending free agents the Red Sox have. How they're going to treat them? Are they going to try to lock them up long term? No, they're probably going to collude against them and, and not. Sign well, them. you know, and that could, but with what's going on with these other guys, that could work in the Red Sox favor because you've got the guys who are going into their free agent year and maybe maybe they're saying, hmm, maybe I'm not going to get the money I think I'm going to get on the open market. I kind of like it here. Maybe I'll take a little less. Who is it this year? You've got Sale, Porcello. I think Sale's going to sign here. Sale? Well, you've got Sale and Porcello. I don't see okay. the Red Sox giving two big money deals, especially when they've still got Price on the books for three more years. Okay, bye. And bye, you've got Bogarts. And you do not have a viable replacement for Bogarts in your organization right now. Okay, so you... So you either so give you it to Bogarts sale, or you've got to bring Bogarts. in somebody else. Sign Sale, sign Bogarts. Move, easy, move on. Done. Next topic. Easy, move on. What, what team do you want to talk about next? Why don't we go to the Bruins? We can do that. Why don't you... Why don't I ask you the questions? Why don't saying you why don't saying you that's the way we're only going to get a knowledgeable response? Why don't you lay some Bruins knowledge on me? <laughs> Did you hear about what happened with David Poston? I heard what happened. I didn't hear all the uh, speculation. And so you want me to catch you up? Background. Catch me up I'll on that, you. will you please? So... I want you actually I'm gonna tell you what the Bruins said and I want you to I want you to give me your raw first thought on what happened on what you think happened. David Pasternak left a team sponsored event at eleven thirty at night and slipped on the way to his transportation. On an icy needed, sidewalk? And needed surgery on his thumb. Was alcohol served at this event? That's all that was that's all that was released. Okay. That's all that's all that they said. So he slipped. He slipped and broke his thumb. And they didn't say broke. Did he, did he try to stop? Injured, his, did he do this to try to keep himself upright? The entirety of the release was Don Sweeney saying, "You probably noticed he wasn't at practice. He left the team-sponsored event at 11:30, 11:30, and slipped and fell on the way to his transportation. Hmm. And he'll be reevalu reevaluated in two weeks. What do you think happened?" I think he was hammered and tripped on his way out. No. Um, I'm going to go with a that. A 21-year-old guy in Boston got hammered? 
I think it's been known to happen. No. Yeah. No. It's the big city, you know. You got to be careful. There's a lot of temptation. Out it was there. like 50 degrees. It was like 50. Yeah. There's a lot of temptation that has nothing to do with alcohol. You can get fall into those other temptations that ha- that don't have to do with drugs and alcohol. Like that's fine. What are you doing, David Pasternak? Now, still, it still has not. They still haven't said that there was alcohol involved. They haven't said anything like that. They're letting everybody read between the lines. And I don't think, I think even a brain-dead moron can see what happened here. Because if alcohol wasn't involved, now if he wasn't, if he wasn't hammered, stumbling drunk outside of some, some restaurant or club or whatever, wouldn't the team have said it happened in the weight room during a game? Unless there were witnesses that could debunk the story. Exactly my point. What I'm saying like is... Like the guy whose head he broke as he was taking a swing at him, maybe? No, 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 no. I don't, no, I don't think, or no, he no, broke no, his no, thumb no. on the guy's head oh, as he, he sli- took a swing he off? He slipped and fell. He slipped and fell. Well, do you believe that? Yes. Why do yes. you believe that? Why do you believe that that's the truth? I believe that he was hammered drunk, stumbling, probably fell over, tried to catch himself, and something happened to his thumb. Now, they still haven't said if it's a bone, if it's a ligament. All they said was he had a procedure, and he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. So is he known as a drinker? Is, is he a party guy? He's from the Czech Republic. Czech? He can drink. Yeah. He can drink. Now, he's, he just turned 21, so he probably he doesn't, quote, legally drink in the United States. Well, at 21, you can. But, you know, I'm saying, but just recently, he yeah. started drinking, because that's how it works. And I just think that if, if he wasn't hammered drunk, and the team's probably pissed, and they didn't want to cover it up for him, so they said exactly what happened. Now, 1130... I don't know if I believe that. Might be a little bit, a little too early. Maybe it was more like one thirty, two thirty. Well, it depends on what like time that. the party started. Well, the, well, the, the 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 functions usually shut down around one or two o'clock in Boston. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thirty, two thirty, somewhere in there. Drunk falls, tries to catch himself, messes up his thumb. That's what I think happened. What I'm saying is. If he wasn't drunk and there wasn't alcohol involved, they very easily could have just covered it up and said, it happened in the weight room, happened during game, happened in practice, ha- like something ha- to make his character look better than just saying, he slipped, fell, this is, he slipped, fell, and that's all we're going to say. That's a horrible look for David Pasternak. Horrible. So what do you think's behind that? I think the team's pissed. The team's pissed because your leading scorer just screwed you because he couldn't handle his alcohol. So he's the next one out of town then. He's He's... Going the same way as Tyler Sagan. No, because Peter Shirelli's not here anymore. No. That's that's a Peter Shirelli thing, is to get rid of young talent. And he proved that by going to Edmonton and trading Taylor Hall. So it's not just a Bruins thing. He proved it, and in a different city, too. But if you're David Pasternak, what are you doing? I understand you're 21. I understand you're allowed. It's a day off. I understand you're allowed to uh, enjoy yourself. But you have to be reasonable. You have to, like, your life, your your, your lifeline, your job right. is to make sure that your body is healthy. Yeah. Their body is their moneymaker. Like, no, the, the, the crappy part is, he's not going to lose any money because of it. So, like, at the end of the day, does he really learn a lesson? Like, don't you think the team should find him? Maybe they will. Give him some won't announce it. Give like make like the game checks he doesn't get. They go to a charity or something. Maybe they make him carry the equipment after the game. With a broken thumb? Sure. No. Carry it with his they, other hand. They don't even carry their own luggage. <laughs> you think they're gonna carry their equipment? I don't even carry their suitcases. Anyway, 
my question or your question should be my question to you is <laughs> what do the Bruins do now what do they do without him I don't know your second leading scorer on the team no your now, leading scorer well I'm talking points yeah your number one point okay getter. your number one point getter your best player I thought uh, Bergeron was uh, not Bergeron um, no not Marchand Marchand was number anyway anyway uh so they've scored what nine goals in their two games without him granted against two really Crappy bad teams, teams. So, what do you do if you're a Sweeney? No, I was. I wasn't buying before, and I'm certainly not going to be buying now because, in two weeks, you're going to reevaluate this guy. If it's a broken thumb or ligaments, it sounds like it's going to be more than two weeks. Well, those are two completely separate things. Agreed, but it generally takes more than two weeks. If you break your thumb, no, they're going to reevaluate in two weeks. Okay, you're looking more. Your, my my your your gut should say four, four to six. six. Yeah, okay. Your gut should say four to six. My mouth just said it. <clears throat> well, at least they're connected. And it came from my head. <laughs> so four to six should be your real life timeline. That they also said they hope that he's going to play by the end of the season. Scary thought that he might not play for the rest of the season. But anyway, now you need two, now you need three pieces. You need two wingers. And a third line center. So I know where you're going with this. You're never, ever going to be able to get that. I know where you're going with this. And you shouldn't have been buying before. So now you're a seller. So now, I don't want to say you're a seller. Well, then what are you? You have to just do what you're doing. You just stay You just stay the course. Stay the course and go out in the first round. Yeah. That's what, what you were going to do anyway. All right, but now you have an even better reason. No, you don't. To sell. Oh, to sell, yes, yes. But, but they're not going to sell because they need to make the playoffs because Jacobs needs his money. So they're not going to sell off these pieces. A two or three home game is going to make that much of but a difference. But what's crazy, what's crazy. To Jacobs' bottom line, is uh, really? Two or three home playoff games going to make that much of a difference? To him it does. To him it matters. He's, he's going to make he's more a... money off the Celtics' concessions for their playoff run. I guess. But, yeah, he cares about that kind of stuff. That's what he cares about. Which is why you've won one Stanley Cup in the last... 40 years? 15 years. No, you've won one in the last 40. Seven, 72, and then 2008. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't own the team that whole time. But No, but most of it. <clears throat> but Bruins fans now want, they, they're they taking the approach, well, now we need more guys. Now it's even more of a reason. So we bring in a guy to give us the same production that Pasternak does. So when Pasternak comes back, then there's your, there's your two elite wingers. You're still not catching Tampa. You're still not going to beat Tampa. You're probably not going to beat the Islanders with the team that you have now with no David Pasternak. And here's the thing. If it's a broken thumb, I could see I could see him just – I could see it working if it's a broken thumb. Like, he – four weeks. Which hand is it on? Uh, I don't even know, honestly. Bottom hand shooting? I think or, it's his right top? hand. I think it's his right hand. So Which it's bottom is hand. bottom hand? So – but all it takes a, is one good slash on that. Yeah, but you, you can pad it up and, and whatever. Yeah, you can put a and, piece and, of plastic But at it. least that'll heal. If it's a tendon or a ligament, think about Marcus Smart last year when he punched that frame and tore a ligament in his thumb. Yeah. Think about how long it took him to come back. Right. Six to eight weeks? Yeah. The one, the one silver lining, I guess, is that it's his hand so he can keep skating. He can stay in shape. He, he can continue to skate. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess that's one in thing. In six to eight weeks, you're still not in the playoffs. Playoffs don't start until uh, when late April. Yeah. yeah so. Which is which you're looking at eight weeks is late April. 
I guess we'll know more in two weeks. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What team you want to go to now, Celtics or Patriots? Why don't we jump to the Celtics? So, the Celtics. Well, let me ask you a question. There's a lot with the Celtics. After the this is gonna be a long podcast. after blowing the 25-point lead to the Clippers uh-huh. last week, Marcus Morris had some very interesting statements that he made. Yep. Sounded like they were totally out of frustration. Yep. You buy it? Nope. nope. Why, did, why did he say it? Because he was just frustrated after a bad game. So to say we're not playing as a team, I see other guys, when they make good plays, they're all jumping up <sighs> and we're not doing that. The team had two bad games. This all is, right. This uh, on the agenda. I wrote you don't the think you can you can not play as a team and still win games? No, of course you can. Or, or be a together unit, but your talent overcomes any chemistry that your team might be lacking. No, no. What I think happened is they had two back-to-back very frustrating games against the Lakers and the Clippers, and he was probably very frustrated at that moment. Yeah, but you can say we some, need to play better and stuff like that to say. We're it's not the having NBA. fun. They don't think before they do anything. Ooh. They don't. They don't. They don't think. They just act. They react. They just act. The the NBA is the equivalent to people on Twitter. That's how those guys speak. Most of them, not all of them. Most of them. They just say what like anything in the moment. The team had just freaking won ten of eleven or something like that. I don't care what the chemistry is like on a team. If you win. 10 of 11 games? That's yeah, a, that's, that's that's fine if you're playing, as you said, crap-bag teams during the middle of the season. The Lakers and the Clippers are crap-bag uh, teams. They were crap-bag teams, and they lost those games. Right. So they Blue had, leads in both of those games. That's what I'm talking both about. Both of them at home. With the narrative around this team is that it's like, it's just, what have you done for me lately with this team? And I don't understand. No, that's how I am. Because fans are frustrated because they see the talent that that team has, and they're not living up to that talent. It was one bad game. It doesn't game. matter. You, you, against one bad against game. the Lakers and LeBron, do you ever, ever want to lose at home to LeBron with Rajon Rondo hitting the buzzer beater to beat you? No, I don't. If that does not piss you off as a player. And that's my point. They it were pisses pissed. off the fans. They were pissed, and that's right, why so they Marcus were pissed. Morris so they come out, then they come out the next night or two nights later, and yeah, throw up another. Game. It was the next night. Drop a stinker to the Clippers. Yeah. Blow a twenty-four point lead. Yeah. So now, he, now that was a game that Kyrie got hurt. allegedly got hurt. Yep. So, moving on to Kyrie. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> Se- no, I, I, silly audience. Segways I, are for kids. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't put any stock in. I mean, I put a. I put a little bit of stock into what he said, but I just. I just think he was frustrated, and he just went off. He just went off at the mouth. That's what I think happened. I don't. I don't. I. I, I think you can be frustrated without specifically calling out your teammates and saying, See, I don't "We're not can, playing as a team." I don't think We're you can in the fun. NBA. That's just how. That's, that's that's the culture. That's how they are. That's what they do. So right after that, the Celtics changed their. Oh, the mantra, the their load, whatever you want to call it. Their Celtics Twitter. From see us rise to rise together. Yeah. Hashtag rise together. How how corny. Yeah. How I got to go with that. I mean, how I don't know who comes up with these things anyway. I mean, I, you know, is is somebody sitting Social in, media manager. Somebody sitting in the basement at, 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 uh, the, at the garden. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, they're sitting in the, the black studio that Felger and Maz usually record in, but the lights aren't on because they, they, don't, they don't turn them on for the interns. And it's just like a random person sitting there just like, thinking of these things. And he comes in and he says, I got it. Yep. That's Rise a, that's together. A, that's exactly what happens. And while we're on the Celtics Twitter world, 
Do you know who Anna Horford is? Yeah. Uh, Al Horford's sister. Oh, it's his sister? Yeah. Not his wife? No. Oh, so his sister is constantly on Twitter defending her brother. Dropping F-bombs like crazy. I had to text one of my friends. I knew the answer. I was being facetious, I guess. And I was like, Anna, Ho Anna Horford. Is it Al's wife or Al's sister? Because she defends him. Like, they're married. Like, like I could never imagine my brother defending me on Twitter the way she defends her brother on Twitter. Like, you would think it was like... like Maybe they have a better relationship than you have. Maybe, but I could never see Chris doing it. I could totally see Kel defending me on Twitter. I could, I could never see I could see your see mother Chris. defending yeah, you with sure. a passion. Yeah, absolutely. But not, like, his sister? Like, it's... it's so, what are you insinuating? I mean, nothing. It, All right. Because that's nothing. creepy. It is just... It's just weird. Well, it's maybe weird. she loves her brother. Maybe they were a close maybe, family. But, maybe, but you don't have to seek out people that are tweeting about your brother. Well... And, and, and call them out. Like, it's so weird. Greg says so, he'll defend so you like that. I bet he would. Some people... Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so weird. <laughs> um, Kyrie. Actually, Kyrie goes out of... Kyrie misses a couple games. Now, mind you, since that since that game in L.A., the, the, the Celtics have won two, two games, two big games. One against the 76ers and one against the Pistons. Yep. Two big games. Yep. Both on the road, if I remember correctly. The 76ers game definitely. Do you was. notice that nobody's saying squat now? Nobody's complaining. No, they did it without Kyrie. Well, they probably circled the wagons and told the players, shut up and play. Maybe. Which but, I don't know if they do that in the NBA. Yeah, they can't because everyone would just cry. I mean, Belichick would bring everybody in, just beat them about the head and face for yeah, two hours. Yeah, but that's that's the way it is in, in the NFL. That's the, that's the established that, and, culture. And that's the difference between those two leagues. Right. The players have all the power in the NBA. Quickly, let me ask you. Do you think okay. uh, the Pistons were at home? As we, as we have been corrected by uh, Preston through our Twitch channel. Thank you, Preston. Um, do you think the Celtics are better without Kyrie? No. Do you think the people that are saying that the Celtics are better without Kyrie are stupid? I hate to call anybody stupid. <laughs> Delusional? Again, let's look at the numbers. Kyrie, plus minus. You're a hockey guy. You understand plus minus. Yeah. The Celtics, with Kyrie on the floor... Plus 312. With Rogier on the floor, plus 39. In 10 more games. Which sounds better? The 312. Okay. The big, the big, the big numbers. So are they better with Rogier on the floor? No. No, I don't think they are either. Now, Rogier didn't play. No, I'm not saying he's game. a bad player. Don't, don't take it that way. I'm not taking he's it He's a very good player. I think he's an excellent backup. And when Kyrie is out... He is a serviceable point guard in the NBA. But are they better without Kyrie? No. Did you notice what happened in the game when Kyrie and Terry Rozier out with a sickness? Didn't play? Uh, would that have been your dream of Gordon Hayward handling the ball? Guess who had the ball? Gordon Hayward. Where is he? Boom. Gordon with the good hair. Yep. The offense ran through him, and it looked damn good. He had his two best games in the Celtics uniform. Yes, yes in those two did. games, he did. Because he was because he had the ball, he was facilitating the offense. That goes again. That that is it, it warmed my heart because I was so right about how this team doesn't need Terry Rozier. So if you and get, they could have traded him. If you get your way, Irving and Rozier are out. Rozier. No, 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 no. I, I would. I mean, obviously, you I keep would Kyrie. Kyrie Herbert. But if Kyrie you've got Irving. Kyrie, then the ball's not going through Hayward. Right, but hopefully now 
other players, Kyrie hopefully washed, and now can see that Hayward can the, the offense can run through Hayward and if Hayward can run the offense and have the ball, that should open up Kyrie even more. That should give him even more shooting opportunities, more shooting abilities. Now they're not even on the same unit because Hayward's still coming off the bench, which I would assume at this point has to be has to be gone. Like at some point he's going to get back into the starting rotation. Mm-hmm. If you ask me. Yeah. And it, I just love to I love to see the offense going through him and I hope that when Kyrie is healthy that's something that can continue, that the offense can still go through him. And I hope that Terry Rozier took some notes, realized that he's really not that important to this team. Really not that important. He serves an important role. I don't think he does. Well. I don't like him. Okay. Well, he wears red shoes. <laughs> so let's get rid of him. Even without the red shoes. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving is the center of all drama when it comes to this team. Now, Kyrie Irving did not play in either of those two games, as we've discussed. Kyrie Irving is now going to play in the All-Star game tomorrow night. Which, by the way, it's All-Star weekend. Does anybody mm-hmm. care? No. Legitimately, does anybody care? Does anybody care about any All-Star game anymore? I mean, the Pro Bowl, forget it. Uh, I don't think so. Did you? Now, you're Derby? a big hockey fan. Did you watch one second yes. of the NHL All-Star game? You yes. did? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, because I love the three-on-three aspect, and that's what they do in the All-Star game. And the only problem is nobody plays any defense, so it's not like real three-on-three. So it's just like the NBA All-Star game. Kind of. So I mean, you have they, a game still... of like 168 to 159. It's not that bad. But, but... Not in hockey, obviously, no. Right. But I think the Home Run Derby is really the only thing... The only thing that people really... Now, since they've revamped the Home Run Derby, it's been even better. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really the only right. all-star fe- festivity. The slam dunk contest used to be like that. used to be when you had players that you knew in the game, when you had the superstars. Now, the hardcore basketball people probably know who's in the slam dunk contest. I don't yeah, even know who's Yeah, but that's not it. what you do that kind of thing for. I don't even know who's... Yeah, you're right. You do it, you do it for people you, like me. Yeah, you do it for the casual Actually, fan. not even me. No, because because I, I watched the game enough, so I can under. I, but I don't even I don't even know I don't know who's in anything other than Steph Curry and his brother in the three point shooting contest together, because they're making a big deal because they made a they're making a, a bet on it they're they're betting on it, the two brothers. But that it it pales in comparison to the old days when you would have Jordan in the slam dunk contest, Dwight Howard, Dominique Wilkins, and when you look back at them, they were really weren't that spectacular dunks, but for the time, they were a lot of fun. Right, and it's not like that anymore. No. It's not like that anymore. Um, anyway, Kyrie's going to play yep. in the All-Star game tomorrow, what, Sunday. So by the time this comes out on the uh, podcast apps, people, it would have already happened. Um, what are your thoughts on him skipping these two games because of his knee, and now he's playing in the All-Star game? They better be damn sure that his knee is okay if they're going to let him play. And I heard Ainge say he was okay with it. Well, Ainge doesn't have a choice. No, he doesn't. It's it's a player's league. We've already established because that. no matter what Kyrie wants to do, Ainge has to Ainge has to not only be okay with it, but I feel like Ainge has to find a way to make it happen. Like yeah. like sending your own physical therapist to the All Star game, which the physical therapist is probably a little pissed off because he probably wanted some time off. But now you're sending the, your own team's physical therapist to the All Star game, which I don't, this shows you how much I don't even know where it is, Charlotte. Okay, so you're sending him to Charlotte, and he has to give the okay. So, like, that's where Danny Ainge is. Not only do you have to be okay with it, but you have to go above and beyond to make sure that yeah. it happens. Right. So he can play with LeBron. So here's the thing. 
you would think with me and my negativity and my animatedness and my craziness and my loving to yell into these microphones that I would be pissed about this. And a lot of people are. Yeah. I don't really Where care. Where is this going? You don't, I don't care. I don't really care. Why not? I don't think it matters to me that he's going to play in this game. So what if he plays in this game, gets through it okay, and then afterwards says, ah, oh, my knee's acting up again, and now he misses, he misses every game this week. Then I'm going to yell. Okay. Then I'm going to yell. Because what I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm okay with him playing in this All-Star game, but he better not take one effing game off in the remaining 20-whatever-it-is, because it's not really the halfway point. Well, you so, can give him a game. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. If, if you've got back-to-backs, it nope. makes sense. Nope. No. He better not take another game off from now until whenever they get eliminated from the playoffs. Well, then you, you are set up to get oh, effing, oh, effing pissed. Oh, I'm friend. ready. I am ready for that moment. I'm not doing it yet. I'm ready for that moment because you just took these two games off because you got hurt. You should not play in this game, realistically. No, he shouldn't. Now, if you have to be there, you're coaching the, the USA team last night or Friday night, and you're, there's, like, family obligation, like your family's going in for something. I don't know. Whatever. Well, for whatever reason, you have to be there. Well, Fine. he doesn't necessarily have to play 48 minutes either. You want to start, play about five minutes. You, no. You know, he's there. Five minutes, come off, come back in in the second quarter. If he plays 15 minutes, and, and you know, they're not busting it on defense in this game. So, I don't know. But to I, me, if, if you're hurt... For a game three days before the All-Star game, you should hurt enough that game. you can't play for your team. You should not be playing. No, in the you're absolutely game. right. You shouldn't play. But if you do play, now you don't. Now you're not getting any games off. Now if I'm Brad no Stevens, days off. Now if I'm Brad Stevens, if I'm Danny Ainge, Kyrie, no, you chose to play in that game. You don't get. You don't get any games off now for the duration of this season. You're playing in all these games. Yeah, like that'll work. Like Danny's going to say that. He's, they, they won't. And he's going to say, okay, Mr. Ainge. They won't, but that's that's how it should be. If he's healthy he enough to play in this game. Now, again, it's not it's not exactly going to be you know a full sprint. He's probably hardly even going to play. But they're going to barely work up a sweat. He he chose that he's going to play, so now he's, now he's going to play all of his games. That's how I feel about it. Okay. Anything else on the Celtics before we, uh, before we move on? No. Let's go. What's what's last? Patriots what have to be the Patriots unless we're talking about the Cannons or the Revs now. I don't know. I got I yeah. got so I got so worked. I know you, even. you did. You got a little. I got up lost. There. I got lost. Uh, Patriots. There's some small notes. It's not nothing. Not really too much on the Patriots because you know their season just ended. But... Yeah, I try. Uh, just FYI, tried to get our Patriots writer Derek McVay on to talk some Patriots. Uh, he's written some ex- excellent articles for us on our website this year. Unfortunately, he was not able to join us. So I want to leave a lot of the Patriots talk to when we can have Derek on Fine. in the near future. Yeah. Um, but just a couple of quick notes is uh, they've got some big time free agents. This they season. do. They do. Uh, I, you say. You say. You say. Well, big time. The number they have eighteen unrestricted free agents. Okay. So there's a, it, it's a, it's a and, and some quality, fairly quality over quality. quantity. Well, both. You've got both. I mean, you've quantity got, over quality. You've okay. got Trey Flowers, your top defensive lineman. Yep. Uh, you've got Trent Brown. Yep. Your left tackle. Three wide receivers: Man. Hogan, Dorsett, and Patterson. Quarterell Patterson. Yeah. Both of your kickers, Goskowski and Allen, all free agents. Okay, so what do you do? Well, not only that, you're only you've only got about 18 million under the cap. Okay. So for what next do you do? year, somebody's got to go. Gronk. Well, if he retires, then the point is moot. True. But, I mean, that's going to that's gonna free up some money, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that'll free up a little bit. So, 
there's some money there. But what is your? I guess what is your? What is who is your main focus? I know Derek had his. He he released his article. Yep. He thinks on, it's flowers uh, on the website. Yeah. So who he thinks should be the number one priority? Who's your number one priority? I think it's going to be Trent Brown. Because Why? you have an aging Brady. I don't know if you know this. Is Brady is forty-one years old. Is He's he? going to be forty-two next year. Is doesn't he? doesn't get a lot of doesn't get a lot of publicity, but that's the truth. So I said before, Brady, you can still win with Brady. Obviously, you just did. You won the Super Bowl with him. Maybe not because of him, but you won the Super Bowl. He can still be a productive NFL quarterback. You can win with him, but you've got to protect him. Brown being your left tackle with no viable replacement on the roster right now. What about Isaiah Wynn? He's on the small side. Hmm? Plus, he's an untested rookie. has not played one second in the NFL. He blew out his knee in training camp. True. True. So, if Brady is your most valuable asset, you've got to protect him. What do you do with your kicking situation? Do you franchise Between your kicker? Goskowski and Allen, I keep Allen. Really? Yes. He was a you weapon. He was a weapon in that Super Bowl. Uh, we were talking about him yeah, possibly winning if, the MVP. Sure, but if your punter is a weapon, your quarterback sucks. And that's not the situation No, here. it doesn't work that way. Of course it does. It does not work that way. Of course it does. No. Of course it does. If, if, if your quarterback is good, you're not punting nearly as much. Your punter shouldn't be shouldn't matter. Your kicker should matter. So it's all about the quarterback. Basically. All right, so you need to keep Trent Brown. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it, or Flowers. I'm okay with either one of those. No, hopefully they can keep both. All, I mean, all, all three receivers, see ya. Yeah, I'm okay with all of them. Although, if I have to pick one out of the three, it's Dorsett. I'm keeping Patterson. If I if, if I have to keep You like that one. jet sweep? If I have to keep one, I'm keeping Patterson. I think mm. you, talk about, you talk about a weapon. He can do more than the other two can. He can return kicks. He yeah, can but jet sweep. He can. He he's a receiver, so he can. Yeah, but how many? Passes. How many? How many did he catch last year? About the same I mean, as, they were both the same as Dorsett, and probably more than Hogan. Definitely more than Hogan. They were both affected by Josh Gordon being on the team. Of course. And they both had an uptick after Gordon was gone, especially Dorsett. Yeah, I, see, I think Patterson was still getting his 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 touches because he was running the ball even while. Yeah, even no, he was more effective as a runner than he was as a receiver. True. I, I would say I would say Patterson for me is if I had to pick one of those three. I think would you be shocked if they if they uh use the franchise tag on Goskowski? I would haven't they done that before? I would. Uh I'm pretty sure they've I think done they it did I think they have, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how much that would be, because if if you use it multiple times on the same guy, isn't it don't don't they get more? Isn't that how it works? No, it's it's the average of whatever the top five at that position make. Something like that. So I think but I think I think your kicker is kind of important, especially in this league where there you see so many teams lose football games because their kicker misses a kick, misses an extra point, and sure he has his moments, but as a whole, he's been pretty good. I would say that he's no, he's been very good. So so he's been very good. I think it's I think it's a missed a kick in the last three Super Bowls. I gotta get there, but that's true. But you know, how'd you like to be the Steelers who can't who couldn't keep a, who couldn't keep a right. kicker right or you know, and, and any kicker that's worth a damn isn't getting released, so there's nothing there's nothing right. to replace him with. So so they've got some tough calls. They do? They've got some tough calls. They do. Um, with with the whole Gronk retiring thing, I don't know where this started or how it came about, but someone wrote about Gronk not being a first ballot Hall of Famer. And 
What are your thoughts? I, I'll give you my thought, what I first thought of it after you give me yours, because I want to see how off-base I am. But what, what is your thought on, on someone saying Gronk is not a first ballot, a Hall of Famer, but not a first ballot Hall see, of Famer? See, the whole thing with first ballot, I, I just think that's a bunch of crap. Yeah, you who either cares? are a Hall of Famer or you are not. That's exactly how I feel. Why do we have to put this extra little bit on it? It's not like they have a... A gold plaque, or in the NFL, a they gold still have bus a, in a in a different room because they are a first ballot Hall of Famer. No matter when you get into Hall of Fame, whether it's the first year you're eligible right. or the last you're, year you're eligible, it, it's based on your career. You still have one of those awkward looking bronze busts that go into, yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like it doesn't look, really nothing, look nothing anything like, you. like the player. It's weird. They all look like they have terrible yeah, I'm, teeth. I'm just picturing Gronk's <laughs> bust right now. <laughs> I can see that goofy smile on his face. They should He's put, up here, too. They should, there he is. They, they should put, like, a little microphone on it that just goes, tight pods. <laughs> now, word from future. <laughs> That's Hall of Fame grump. Future grump. Um, but who cares? Like... Does yeah, it matter? That, you know, that's the holier-than-thou sports writers, which I guess we are kind of them now. But, no, we're not. Please. Uh, please. Yeah, I mean, the, the, even with the baseball, the whole thing of, oh, he's not a unanimous pick. Nobody's a unanimous well, pick. Mariano, Mariano Rivera is now. But, but like, that is, like, that's something. Like, to be a unanimous pick is something outside of, like, I'm never going to be in the Hall of Fame of anything, ever. But... Not with that attitude, you're if, not. <laughs> Maybe I'll start a, a Boston Sports Syndicate Hall of Fame and I'll induct myself first ballot. <laughs> of his decision. It's all part of the Syndicate Network. Now we're going to start a Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, but, like, if I were in, like, does it really, like, I would rather be a unanimous decision than than, than worry about a first ballot. Can't you be a unanimous, can, couldn't you be, hypothetically, you could be a unanimous decision in your third year? I suppose, but I mean, what are the? But, how are you? But, all of a sudden, you're unanimous. But, but, you don't saying, make it two years, and then you're unanimous. Happen? Couldn't that happen? Well, theoretically, yeah. So, but okay, well, you're not going to get any I would, better in those those two I years. Would, I would rather puff my chest out and be all happy that I was a unanimous decision to get into the Hall of Fame. Everybody voted for me. Than care if I was in the in, in, in the first ballot. That doesn't like that means nothing. <sighs> I, to be first, the ballot. two have to go hand in hand. I, I don't see a scenario where somebody does not get in for two years and then suddenly gets in unanimously. Hmm? I don't know. Could happen. I, theoretically, it could happen. Could happen. But now, all of a sudden, my question is, why didn't, but Griff, you know what? Why didn't Griffey get in unanimously? Yeah. There's yeah. always one bozo. Right. But you're either a Hall of Famer or you are not. If you have to stop and think about it and make a case for somebody, then maybe you're not a <laughs> Hall of Famer. To me, that's what a Hall of Fame is. Now, it's been so watered down over the years with guys who... You know, they make the case for him, and then they, they crank all these special stats. And, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, and then you compare other guys to him, and you say, okay, well, player X had as many wins as he did, so he should be in, too. It's it's, it's diluted. It is. It's diluted. It is. Like that's, I've said that before. That's what they have team Hall of Fames for. Yeah. For that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. Like, like, for the guys that won't get into the actual Hall of Fame. And, and I don't even think, are there, are there any sports where it's really, like, I don't want to say it's not an honor, but, like, it's not diluted. Like, it, it feels like every sport is like that now. Yeah, because... And, and in the NBA, because I these feel like guys, all you have to do is play 10 years and you get in. Well... 15 years. No. 10 years and you get no, in. No, because there are a lot of guys that just bounce around from team to team. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like everybody gets in there. But, but the knock on Gronk being a first ballot Hall of Famer was he hasn't played long enough. That's what the, the knock on... And he's been hurt. On him. He's been, he's been hurt. hurt a ton. He's played, what, nine years? 
I don't know. You know, as opposed to uh, Tony Gonzalez or guys like that, you know, played 10, uh, 12, 13, 14 years. Is he a first, in your opinion, is he a first ballot guy? Well, if you're going to go by that criteria, no. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He was, to me, a Hall of Famer is somebody who was a dominant player at his position during the time he played. Oh, I think he's going to And Gronk definitely was that. He was the best tight end in the game. Now, it was a brief span, but he was the best in his game. So, to me, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to get in, but you see here Zolak crying because someone said he's not a well, first Zolak. guy. I just, the I just problem don't was you're listening to Zolak. Well, I, I try my best not to, but uh, I just I just don't see why it would matter. Like that 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 that's what I that's what I said the first first time I heard him. Like who who cares? Like when you think back, like you're like oh Steve Young was he a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't even remember. See you don't like that's my point. No, you don't remember. No, you you tend to remember the guys who get stretched out year after year well, like, after year. Yeah, and like then, Ty like, Law, like Jim Rice, made it on the last ballot. That was his last chance to get in by the writers' vote, or he would have gone in limbo for another five years before he could go to the veterans' committee. Those are the those thing. are the guys I remember. Yeah, like if Ty Law gets in this year, or did he get? He in did this get year? it. Like he did get it. Like you hear about that because he didn't get in for all those years, right? Like he got pushed back, not not the not the like not the first ballot guys. And right. again, does it matter? No, ultimately no. Once you're in, you're in. I don't know. So we'll catch up. We'll catch up on Twitch. <laughs> uh, does anybody? Let me start now before we start getting into the catching up part. Does anybody have any questions? Um, type them into the chat. We'll uh, we'll start to answer them now. Um, someone did call us out for ignoring the uh, for the chat. I have no idea who it is. Crap over. Crap over. Ask if we if, if we ignore the chat. Um, we don't ignore the chat. We uh, we see it all, and hopefully there's other people in there that are you know get it going. James and Grez and uh, Debbie and all those people are, are keeping the chat going, which is awesome. But we don't ignore it. But this is we do record it as a podcast, so this then gets uploaded, and the people that listen to it on Spotify, iTunes don't have the ability to see the chat as it's going on. So we usually wait till the end to try and you know make it all in one. Uh, in one segment, so and sometimes we uh, thank get you for a little, tuning in. Sometimes we get a little animated and yeah, distracted. Yeah, yeah no, I <laughs> I very easily get distracted. Um, and not even from the Twitch. Sometimes I'll start talking and I'll forget what I'm even talking about. It just <laughs> it just happens. Like like me just just sometimes explain, I get distracted by your hands waving. <laughs> like me just trying to explain how unanimously and and the first ballot stuff. What I was trying to say was it's more important to me to be unanimous than first ballot. And right. somehow I got right. down the road of saying that a guy can get unanimous in a couple years later. Right. That, that was, that's not where I started, but that's where I ended up. No, so. you did. You did. But, uh, I, I don't you know, know how you got there, but but we got a question from James. Go ahead. Greg Schiano, higher. What do you guys think? Is he good for the Pats defense? I'm surprised it took this long, actually. Uh, I don't... I mean, he's, the funny thing is, I heard someone say that he's been working for the Patriots for the last ten years. He's just been in disguise <laughs> as, as the Tampa Bay Bucks head trading coach. good players to the Patriots. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. The, the interesting part for me is that they gave him the defensive coordinator title right away. Right. Well, he's got where, the cachet. Yeah, but where they where they they didn't do that in the past. They made guys the play well, callers, promoting and from within, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's a little interesting that they gave him the defensive coordinator thing. The other interesting thing. That I well, that I found a little interesting was when 
wanted to save this for Derek, but I guess we're getting into it, was that when Flores left, two or three other coaches went with him. Right. Yeah. What does that tell you? Well, it was maybe it was a better opportunity for him no, that they no, weren't no, going to no, get with no, the Patriots. No, 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 no. No? A couple of the guys, no, it was no, a no. lateral move. Really? Yeah. There was uh, was the linebacker's coach or one of the coaches, wide receiver coach maybe? One of the coaches, It's it's... He left the Patriots as, for the sake of the argument, he was the wide receiver coach here. He left, went to the Dolphins to be the wide receiver coach there. Was that Chad O'Shea? Mm, he was the one they were rumoring. He's a rumoring. linebackers coach, right? No, O'Shea was the wide receivers coach. Mm, that, he I know was he the one there, that they were rumoring. offensive coordinator. Would be the offensive coordinator if McDaniels had left. Wow. And we know how that worked out. Yeah. But I no, thought that, it that's, interesting that, that's guys, interesting that guys left and they took the, yeah. the same role. I was a little more concerned that some players would leave to go play for Flores because apparently he was very well liked by the players. Uh, but P-Flo. I checked. Uh, yeah, P-Flo. I checked uh, Miami salary cap number, and they're actually 18 million underwater on the cap. So well, they I had old friend Danny Amendola. Did they really? I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. Or they're expected to come. So he's back next year. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's there's back. Your, there's your Chris Hogan replacement. Yep. There you go. <laughs> or uh, Philip Dorsett. Yeah. Um, but do, do you think he's good for the defense? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's an experienced guy. He's done it before. I had heard the players were lobbying hard for, I believe it was the defensive line coach mm-hmm. to get the job. And I'm sorry, I don't know what his name was. It's escaping me right now. But um, yeah, I mean, Shiano is—he's been around long enough. He's—he's he's a quality coach. Hopefully, he brings whatever philosophy worked at the end of the year. That's what I was gonna say. As long as he doesn't change whatever was yeah. happening at the end of the year. I think that it'll be fine. Right. And does the defensive coordinator really matter? Not with Belichick as the head coach. Yeah. Isn't it basically Belichick's defense? You would think so. And McDaniel's offense? Like that's that's kind of you would think so. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah. Excellent. Anything else you'd like to discuss before we uh, before we head out? No. Any more uh, questions from the chat group? Well, now we have to kill time. Let them oh. catch up. Let oh, here we go. Works. Isn't Belichick the real <laughs> defensive Not brain? A that's not a, question. not a question. No, it is a question. Well, it is, but we it actually is a question, we actually but we answered it. We we, we knew that was coming. Yep, we actually did. I wonder if that was. I wonder how far behind it is. So we were talking about it, it before the question was even asked. It could be. Could be. Um, all right. Anything else? Anything else you want to discuss? No, I am good. I am good too. Thank you guys for tuning in on Twitch. We do appreciate it. Um, if you missed it, this week. We went back and we replayed the Twitch, which I'm going to do again this week. So if you're listening now on the podcast and you want to check it out, see what the whole Twitch scene looks like, um, you can you can check it out on twitch.tv slash the syndicate network. It'll replay at some point this week. Stay tuned to our uh, stay tuned to our to our Twitter feed, and uh, we'll, you'll know when that's going. If you want to see what the studio looks like and you know the whole setup on Twitch, uh, we would really appreciate that. Let us know what you think. Um, don't forget to use that code BSS on SeatGeek for $20 off of your first purchase uh, for tickets to concerts, games, whatever you may need. Um, also dropping on YouTube. Yes, that's right. That's right, actually. If, if you prefer YouTube over Twitch, um, you can search Boston Sports Syndicate on YouTube, and uh, the video will be up on there in a couple minutes, actually. But uh, check it out on YouTube. Check it out on Twitch. Stay tuned to our Twitter. Use that code. And if you don't want to see our faces, you can still listen the old-fashioned way through the podcast. <laughs> it's true. 
don't forget to check out our articles from all of our, our hardworking writers at bostonsportssyndicate.com. We've been hitting it hard and heavy the last few weeks. And they're going to keep coming. we got a couple yep. of new guys coming on board, so hopefully, uh, hopefully things get going. If you're into fantasy sports, we're also going to be... Uh, doing some uh, some fantasy or uh, fantasy articles on there too so uh, that's boston sports syndicate.com thank you guys for tuning in thank you for listening we'll catch you next time bye everybody music for the boston sports syndicate podcast provided by i am cdm boston sports syndicate yes. See you back to